so many times, there is no middle ground with emotions. We either suppress it or we completely lose it. But we can work on a middle ground that's mentally healthy and removes limits in our lives. Welcome to the Limitless Podcast. Hey everybody, we are back. I miss this podcast so much. It's good to try new things, but it's also good to take a break. My podcast host ceased operations in December 2022, and the Limitless podcast ended then. I tried a new podcast called Winning the Mental Game. I believe there's about 20 episodes of that. Check that out. For those of you that supported that, listened to that, thank you so much. It was a good try. It was something good to check out and do, but Limitless is my passion. We are back. What is Limitless about? It's about breaking through self-imposed limits. The biggest enemy we face is in our own minds. The first place we lose the battle is in our own minds. And I want to help you break through the self-imposed limits that we all put on our lives one step at a time. And the difference with this podcast is we give you real application. I want to give you something you can take action on right away. We do it through stories. We do it through science. We do it through helping you every single day get better and better. Recently, I took a 3.5 day trip, three and a half day trip from a place called Timberline Lodge, which sits on the side of Mount Hood in Oregon, about 6,000 feet. And I walked on several different trails to Cascade Locks, Oregon, which sits on the border with Washington on the Columbia River, about 50 miles. It was glorious. Waterfalls, forests, ridges, views, mountains, streams, snow. At the start of day two of this three and a half day trip, sitting in camp, looked up at the trail, knew I had about three miles of all uphill first thing in the morning. I like doing uphill first thing in the morning. Wakes you up, gets you going, gets the blood flowing, gets the heart pumping. Hiked uphill three miles to this junction where you can go four or five different ways. I sat, took a rest after this climb, three-mile climb, ate breakfast. A few hikers come to this junction while you're sitting there. They come and go, day hikers, backpackers, hiking different trails. One of the backpackers that showed up just before I decided to continue on had his dog. It looked like a Siberian Husky to me. I'm not good with dog breeds. Really handsome dog. And the dog came and sat right next to me. I had my back up against the log. I was sitting on the ground, back up against a real big log that had fallen as a backrest. The dog came and sat right next to me. And this gentleman looked at his dog and said, Jack, come here, as if the dog might have been bothering me. And it instantly hit me. Instantly hit me. See, my dog that I had for 13 years, his name was Jack. And he passed four years ago. And tears came to my eyes. These emotions welled in my heart, in my brain. And I told him, I said, I had a dog named Jack. When I said Jack, the dog heard my name and came back and sat next to me. And I gave the dog some pets. And then the dog lifted its paw and pawed my leg a few times as if to say, hey, I could use some more pets here, buddy. Which is exactly what my dog Jack used to do when you gave him pets. If you stopped and he wanted more, he would give you a few paws to let you know. 
I have this fear of dogs since I was young. I was attacked by a dog when I was very young. I was four years old. But the dogs I've had in my life, a few of them have been just amazing. They've helped me with that fear. And when I run into dogs out in the wilderness, out on my hikes, there's some dogs that are super friendly. And I think there are dogs that have this sixth sense and realize I have this fear. And this dog knew it. And he sat next to me as if to say, hey, we're cool. Everything's good. It was a message. And I asked the gentleman how old his dog was. And of course, he said four years old, which is exactly four years ago when my dog Jack passed. And I don't believe in reincarnation, but I do believe in signs and messages. And this was just a message. Hey, everything's cool. And it was okay to release my emotions, to be emotional about this situation. So many times in our lives, we have to be strong. There's no middle ground with emotions. So we suppress it. A lot of us who are high achievers, high performers, suppress our emotions, so much so we bottle it up until we lose it. But we can work on a middle ground. We can stop suppressing our emotions. You are strong. You are capable. There's no doubt about it. No tough day has killed you yet. You've made it through all the days, good and bad. But is there an area where you're holding back, suppressing, bottling things up to the point where you might explode or they're impacting you, they're limiting you? Is there an area of your emotions that are getting the best of you? On this backpacking trip, I was under the watchful eye of a potentially active volcano named Mount Hood. I think of a volcano like our emotions, our emotions like a volcano. A volcano builds up before it erupts, pressure, steam, lava, magma, gases until it explodes and needs to release. And this can happen to us when we hold in our emotions. We tell ourselves to be strong. We stop feeling. We limit ourselves. That could lead to going numb or exploding. We've all been in these situations. We could be lashing out, moody, cranky, not ourselves, or an internal breakdown. We're alone. An implosion could happen versus an explosion. We feel alone. This is a normal thing, but there is a middle ground. I'm not saying we need to be overly emotional or overshare. We know those people on social media that are constantly oversharing. There's a balance. We can have the difficult conversation with someone we love. We can set boundaries. You can allow yourself to feel like I did in this situation. I allowed myself to feel that emotion of sadness and joy at the same time of tears welling in my eyes, of thinking about my dog, Jack, of being happy for this gentleman with a companion dog. Allowing yourself to go through emotions is not weak. It's strong. I have a hiking friend. After 10 years of marriage, her husband left her. And he left her for another man. He decided that he wanted a same-sex relationship. Now, any marriage breaking up can be difficult. And this came out of the blue for her. And for many months, she acted like nothing was wrong. Everything was okay. She went on with her life like nothing happened. But slowly and surely, she started doing extreme things to fill in the void because she didn't acknowledge her emotions, what she was going through, the difficult time of her marriage ending. She started doing 
really, really extreme things, extreme runs and hikes and trips. What she was doing was avoiding facing her emotions. The suppression, it built up like a volcano until the implosion happened. It built up so much that she collapsed upon herself like a star. Now she's all right now, but she realizes how much suppressing the grief, the sadness, the anger held her back, caused her to not be herself, and hurt her mental and physical health. On this same backpacking trip, I had an opportunity to apply what I learned about myself. He's sitting there with the dog, allowing my emotions to flow. It hit me like, don't suppress here. It's okay. And I love being able to apply something quickly. So I learned it that morning and a couple days later, allowing myself to feel emotions and recognizing it, being aware of it, allowing it to flow. I think it's so important. Later in the trip, on the next day, I went through the five stages of grief in a matter of just a few hours, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. We often don't let this process run through. Like this gal with her marriage ending didn't allow herself to go through this cycle. It hurts us and it hurts our relationships, our opportunities, our performance. It limits us. In this situation, I was hiking through the most beautiful forest I had ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of forests. I've hiked through a lot of forests. This was the most pristine, majestic forest I had ever walked through. The trees were tall and majestic. It was quiet. It was moist. It was powerful. There were streams everywhere. Seemed every hundred feet there was a stream crossing the trail. Gorgeous, babbling creeks, springs coming out of the ground. It was out of a movie. And then all of a sudden it ended. It was over. I entered a burn zone, the 2017 Eagle Creek fire, which was started by a teenager throwing fireworks into a canyon, a pristine forest canyon filled with an amazing creek. I had hiked Eagle Creek on a day hike, a 15-mile day hike through amazing waterfalls and streams through this awesome canyon back in 2017, just weeks before this fire. And here I was walking through this fire, which burned countless miles. I believe at one point it stretched over 30 miles up and down the Columbia River Gorge, burning, threatening towns, threatening lives, threatening firefighters. I was walking through this forest that was so beautiful and then it was gone. The trees were burned. They were fallen. It was desolate. I was walking through scorched earth like the moon. My day, which had been so blissful, I went from walking on a cloud to angry, to in a bad mood. And I recognized it from my emotions the day before to let this flow. I was grieving over this land, this forest, my friends, the trees, my solace, my solitude interrupted. I let it flow, the anger. I was mad at the culprit of this. I thought about this person, how angry I was. And then I went through denial. How could this happen? How could it be so huge? Am I really walking through this and then the bargaining, man, if I had a time machine, what was this like beforehand? What if I could have walked through? What if I would have known it wouldn't be here? 
Maybe it'll end soon and I'll walk through live forest. Maybe it's not as big as I thought, but it was. And I continued through these emotions and I hit the fourth depression. Those five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. After miles of walking through scorched earth, the most beautiful forest I'd ever seen, gone. I became depressed. I walked slower. I was sullen, sad. And I was okay with it. I allowed it. And then acceptance. There was nothing I could do to change the situation. It was there. I was there. And the next day, this acceptance led to joy again. As I hiked down Eagle Creek Canyon, the same trail I had hiked six years ago where the forest was so vibrant, I still allowed the emotions to flow. As I strolled through the canyon, it was not the same as it was six years ago, yet I found the beauty. I think there's a great lesson there. We see and find what we look for. And that day after acceptance, after going through the emotions, allowing myself to be angry and depressed and denying and bargaining and then accepting it, allowed myself to make the day magnificent. I strolled through, felt like I was walking on air. I talked to other people, I smiled, I looked for what was right and I found it and I didn't want it to end. It wasn't the same. It was different, but it was still beautiful in my eyes, that acceptance. Why do I tell you this story? Because I want to ask you, what are you going through? We're all going through something with our relationships, our finances, our job, career, our health, ideas that you may be not taking action on, your fitness, your weight, your own struggles, your motivation. Me, I've struggled throughout my life allowing good emotions to feel good when something goes well, to have optimism to believe something good could happen, to believe life is rigged in my favor, to enjoy winning. That may sound weird, but I can look back times I've won in my life, whether it's business or relationships or hockey, and not enjoying it to the fullest, suppressing those emotions. I want to tell you today, take small steps. Stop bottling it up. Stop limiting yourself. Allow yourself to feel if you do this, you'll enter a phase of discovery, of higher thinking, of higher self-awareness. How do we apply this to our lives today? We're going to end each episode of Limitless with application again. Please subscribe to Limitless. Share it with people. Listen when we have a new episode. Get reminders. Get notifications wherever you listen to podcasts. In upcoming, we're going to talk about how to improve relationships, how to improve your sleep, how to improve your stress. There's some of the upcoming episodes, so check those out. I got three pieces of application for you. Number one, where are you holding back and bottling up your emotions? Just be aware of it. Just be aware. This week, where are you holding back and bottling up and suppressing? Number two, is there someone you need to talk to, either to release these emotions, to share them in confidence with someone you trust, or is there someone you need to talk to about boundaries and saying no, or someone that's hurting you? You need to forgive somebody. And number three, what do you need to allow yourself to feel? I told you, for me, it's, it seems simple to allow myself to enjoy things like that acceptance, that last day of the hike, just loving every step, every sight, every sound, enjoying the winds. What is it for you? Where do you need to allow yourself to feel the emotions, good, bad, sad, or happy? I want to remind you today, and it feels good to say it, you 
can allow yourself to feel emotions because you can do anything you set your mind to. Why? Because you are limitless. 